What's up guys, welcome to the Dragon's Journey podcast, where I was joined by my guest Stephen Burnett and we talked about remortgaging your home to then utilise that cash into property investing. Although I do have to apologise because some of the content I had to get rid of because for the first three episodes of this podcast we recorded them over Zoom and the audio quality just wasn't great and a lot of bits were breaking up so I had to get rid of quite a bit of information but I tried to keep as much of it in as I possibly could so I hope you still enjoy the episode. Hello guys welcome to the first episode on my podcast and I'm here with Steve Burnett. How is it going mate? Glad to have you on my first episode. Hi, yeah, hi, great to meet you on Bookly and great to be on your property uh, podcast. I'm Stephen from Obtain Property Investment. And uh, just wondering, like, could you give us a short introduction into like what you do? Like, is property your full-time job or is it something you're trying to transition to? Uh, property is something I'm sort of doing half, like part-time at the moment. I've got a day job and I'm transitioning and probably hopefully in the next sort of six months. I should be full-time in property. Uh, basically, I'm based up in the northeast of England and I sort of saw some young vitalettes and building a young vitalette portfolio. And I work with other investors who are looking to invest in the northeast and around the Durham and Newcastle, Sunderland kind of areas up in the northeast of England. Oh, nice. Was there any motivation of getting into property? Because a lot of people have different reasons. Some like pick uh, freedom. Uh, yeah, the property, the thing that appeals to me for property the most is I think it's something you can sort of pass down through generations. I've got a daughter who's 10, so I'm looking to sort of build a portfolio really. And then it's obviously something that can serve me through life and sort of create a financial freedom and a, a way of life, a lifestyle that I would like. And then basically so I can pass it down to my daughter once in years to come, really. No, it makes sense because then you know it's like they're free and you've essentially done everything you need to, to make sure that they don't have to ever worry, really, which is a great thing yeah, to pass. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the sort of the motivation behind it. Like I say, it's motivation for myself in my lifetime and then obviously to pass down to my daughter and grandchildren down over the years. No, it makes sense, honestly. So, like, what made you choose property over, like, would you say, trading on the <laughs> stock market for you <laughs> Um, I'll be honest, I've started investing in property a long time ago. It was probably about 15 years ago, I think. Um, I bought my bought my first house. I did it all up and I was going to I was going to sell it. I was going to just buy and sort of flip them and sort of hope to make money that way. This yeah. was in 2007 and it was sort of like the oh, peak wow. of the property crash. Yeah. So then I, um, I, had a, I had an investor lined up and everything and um, that fell through for one reason and another. And then I just kind of ended up living in the house and kind of, so I became my own landlord in essence, but it wasn't quite how it sort of planned out. It was, I suppose it was a buy to let in some respects, but not yeah. how it should be done really. So I made mistakes on the first one and I've learned from that. And I've spent a lot of time investing in myself, learning through different groups and training and spending a lot of time sort of educating myself before I moved into it the second time. Yeah. And hopefully... I'm just going through the process of now of uh, releases from my main residence to try and purchase my first bite or let into my limited company and then hopefully take it from there. No, I definitely must. I was going to say, when you said 2007, I was like, oh, please tell me you only started buying after 2008. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. That would have been great. 
it was right at the peak of the crash, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was great. I didn't invest the lined up, but he, I, to be honest, it was really bizarre. Cause I had this guy who was going to buy the house from us. He came to view it sort of on the Friday, just after I completed, and then tragically he died in a car crash on the Saturday night. So then I was, I know, yeah, it was just one of them like crazy things. The estate agent rang his back and was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you won't be able to sort of purchase the house now." But it was obviously it was more like more important for his family and sort of that respect. Yeah. But, it would, yeah, and then obviously the price for us dropped, like you say, in 2007. So I ended up just living in the house, made a nice family home for my daughter in the end. So, but yeah, are you thinking? So, I'm guessing, did you end up having two then <laughs> after that happened? No, I've just had me, um, one daughter, I've got one daughter, yeah. And oh, then, no, no, I mean, um, the house, the house, sorry. Oh, no, no, sorry. I yeah. just I was still living with my parents at the time, so okay, it was so I, I bought my first house and then was just going to flip it, and while I was still at them. Uh, but then I obviously ended up having my partner and we got together and ended up living together and having a child. So we kind of ended up moving into the house. Got you. That makes sense. So like, what strategy are you mainly looking to implement with uh, property yeah, business? Um, like what strategies are you looking towards? My main strategy I'm looking towards is buy, buy refurbish and refinance, which is basically buy it up, do it up, keep it and then rent it out to tenants into the next one. Okay, so the BRR strategies, yeah. Yeah, BRR strategy, yeah. Okay. Because I was just wondering, like, how would you say is the best way to get into that strategy for, like, people? Well, they've been living in their own house for a long period of time, but they haven't yeah. saved up the full amount for, like, a refurb and everything. So what would you say? Would uh, you say just we are... refinance the house that they're in? Or... Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing, yeah. I'm, at the moment, I've just got going through the whole process it's nearly complete in the next couple of weeks hopefully it should release the fund uh, it's quite a good process really it's um basically you take the value of your house and most lenders will lend you 85 percent of that so if you say you think you've you so you take about the value of your property and you times it by 0.85 that'll give you roughly what the lenders will lend yeah. and then you just minus any existing mortgage you've got off that amount so, for example, I've got a quick example. If you say a house was worth two hundred and fifty thousand pounds, yeah. you would be able, the most lenders would allow you free to lend you sort of two hundred and twelve thousand five hundred. Oh, yeah. Then, if you had say a hundred thousand left on your mortgage, you would take that off, so you would end up with one hundred and twelve thousand five hundred, which is how I'm basically doing the releasing the equity from mine, and then that will give us enough money to sort of start my own portfolio of quite a lot. Yeah. No, definitely. Honestly, I think it's a great strategy. And like people that might think, oh, you know, I haven't got, you know, hundreds of thousands just sitting in the bank. Yeah. You actually do. You actually are. Yeah. Yeah. You're sleeping <laughs> on your money every night. It's like it's literally just sort of under your mattress and you kind of, uh, people don't realize how much money they've got in the house, especially if you've been in the house for a long time and had a chance to appreciate and value and sort of increase from where you originally mortgaged to that and obviously if you're paying down your mortgage with the repayments that's going down every month slightly so over time if you've been in your house for maybe five to ten years or more you're probably sitting on a lot more money than you think yeah 100 and like with the whole process because i know a lot of people online are always saying oh just you know re remortgage your house take yeah. that money and go straight into buying but like the truth is that whole process itself takes quite a bit of time, doesn't it? 
It does, yeah. I think it's somewhere between about six and eight weeks to get your remortgaging done. And this, that obviously depends if you've got everything in place. So they need to see quite a bit of information. You've got to obviously prove your identity. It's a bit like buying a house again, I would say, except you're just buying your own house sort of for a high value and then you're getting the, the difference back from what you paid for it and what the revaluation is at the new house. It's um, You need quite a bit of information. It's obviously like personal ID, such as your passport or driver's license, and then they like to see um, your affordability, so they need to see sort of three months, like your last three months, pay slips and kind of um, basically they check your accounts and make sure that you can afford it with your sort of your monthly outgoings and checked against sort of your income. Got and the new amount for the mortgage at the high amount. Got you. No, it, it totally makes sense because they got to make sure that you can still afford to pay back. Yeah, they need to make sure that you sort of your day job or your income for that you've got enough to support the higher payments yeah. but once you do mostly it hasn't really gone up that much it's only maybe goes up like a few hundred pounds depending how much you bring it up maybe it's two or three hundred depending how much check would you sort of release them from your house so it can be quite especially once you get your buy to let up and running you tend to find you actually more than cover your the amount that you took out, the extra amount that you're paying on your home mortgage more than covered by the buy to let. And you usually end up with quite a bit of profit afterwards as well once you've got a few. Yeah. No, definitely. Because, oh, man, honestly, I know you said before about, like, how you did uh, the refurb. You did this this house. You did the refurb on it. Yes. It does make sense that you would go to the BRR strategy straight away. But would you ever consider doing flips first? or? Uh, to be honest, yeah, I did kind of. Um, I would consider flips if the, if the right amount of money, if it's stacked up better as a flip than a BRR, or if it yeah. was in a, maybe it wasn't in the best sort of rental locations, I would then maybe consider just flipping the property. Uh, but hopefully I would hope to invest in where there's good commuter routes and sort of like, easy access into the cities or good access to the local motorways would be sort of the prime areas that I'm looking for. So hopefully it should attract like the right people to want to uh, rent from you and, and build a home yeah. with you. Nah, yeah, it makes sense. Because I think for me, because I'm also starting out and the main thing for me is just the whole a refurb aspect. So you've oh, already right, got well. that experience. So yeah. it must be great knowing that, you know what, I know what this will cost. Are you still as knowledgeable on refurbs, would you say now as back then, or would you say things have changed quite a lot? Yes, I'm pretty. I'm, I must admit, I'm quite keen, sort of into DIY myself anyway. So yeah. I spent sort of like my last week's holiday before they came out to uh, value my house, sort of doing up the house, painting the outside, and doing different bits and um, fixing the fence and stuff like that. So I'm quite yeah. into my DIY anyway. And um, a lot of my family were sort of in the building trade anyway, so I have them connections to fall back on for bigger jobs. And then I've got friends who were like sort of in the plumbing business and installing boilers and uh, for all that kind of side. So I'm quite well connected and got a good group of people around me to take on the jobs that I maybe wouldn't or where you need to be more qualified, like a professional plumber or electrician. Oh, that's actually great to be honest, because that's the one thing that's I think I feel for me in particular that's holding me back because I'm like I haven't really got that many connections. So I need to go network, yeah. network, and network and get it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's sometimes quite good because sometimes 
quite a lot of people know who other trades people so you sometimes have friends and they're like oh yeah my brother's like a joiner or something like that so it's a good way of you just once you start talking even all your friends you'll you'll quite often find they have like no no people or they'll say oh i've just had my kid fitted by this guy and he was great or yeah oh so it's a lot of word of mouth really yeah sometimes yeah especially if you know if you know people who've just recently had work done like say a new kitchen or bathroom or you know, maybe just had their electrics re- rewired. Yeah. Now it makes total sense, to be honest. So, yeah, you. it seems like you're ready, ready, like fully ready to go with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I say, in the next couple of weeks, I'm hoping the finance should be released from your home. And then it's a case of just finding a property and making sure it's in the right area. And then I can't wait really to get started with the sort of the refurb and get everything planned for that. And then hopefully find some happy tenants to live in a like brand new house, really. That's just being refurbed to a good standard. That makes sense. So, so are you thinking of doing just constantly recycling the cash from... Yes, pretty or... much. I think at the moment you have to leave uh, some cash in. I don't think at the moment it's quite yeah. possible, though, unless yeah. you get very lucky to to get like all your cash back out like used to be a, a few years ago. But I'm quite happy just leaving, you know, like maybe 10 grand in a deal and then sort of, recycling the cash again and going again and getting another property yeah definitely I was, I was just wondering if there's be a point where you'd be like maybe get three or four and then you change strategies to see something like that. but yeah it's good to know that yeah you're... oh would you yeah definitely yeah i'm quite honest to be honest i'm quite into i want to go do maybe four or five sort of buy buy to let buy refurbish refinance and buy to let them there's that's been to do that over maybe the next like years, 18 months to have sort of four or five of them done. And then after that, I might maybe consider something else, maybe like a bigger project, like a HMO or something like that. That might be sort of my next sort of step or... No, no, it definitely makes sense. Because I think for my strategies, I'm just looking mainly for assisted sales, uh, flips and service accommodation, to be honest, like... Oh, Those are the strategies yeah. I'm just trying to stay laser focusing, trying to network with people already doing those things, just to get, make sure I've got all the knowledge and all the people I could ask a question in case yeah. something random just pops up. That I yeah, I'm always had. happy to help. But, so, like, what else are you interested in doing apart from property then? Like, what do you do? Uh, yeah, personal-wise, I spend a lot of time with my daughter. She pr- takes up quite a bit of my time. We enjoy going swimming together, and occasionally I like to go to the gym and bike riding. They're my main kind of hobbies and walking. Uh, I've got a dog as well who loves, loves, well, I would say he loves walking, but he's really a weird dog. He doesn't like to walk so much. He likes walking a little bit, but I end up too far. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> so he's, but uh, yeah, how about yourself? Do you have hobbies um, outside yeah. property or? Oh, yeah, like, I love doing a lot of sports, to be honest, mainly badminton. I'm currently oh, in the, like, mini tournament with some of the staff members at the unit that I work at. So, oh, like, excellent. hoping to win that. <laughs> but it's <laughs> going very, it's very difficult at the moment because they're all athletes. So it's, like, <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> not the easiest games to pick. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really love that, to be honest. But right now, I'm just trying to really focus on growing the brand. And just that's what I'm doing this podcast, really, just to share 
the real side to it, I'll say. Yeah. Like none of the fluff and just what really takes. Like like you said before, when you're trying to refinance your own house, it does take time because I feel like some people might think, oh, you know, I, I've got the house, so I can just pull out the money whenever I need to. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you can, but it's still going to take you. Yeah, it still <laughs> takes you a couple of months to do it. It's it's not as quick as I first thought. I thought, oh, it might be like just applying for a loan or something like that. And, you know, you would yeah. get it in a couple of days, but it doesn't quite work like that. It is a lot more. I think it's got to be obviously checked by solicitors as well. And the deal's got to be made sure everything, obviously you own the house in the first place and then they check. Obviously, like I say, affordability where they're making sure you can afford the repayments and then you can carry on, you know, and you're in a good enough place to to basically lend to and to, and to repay the loan. Yeah, 100%. And you don't want to be basically going, viewing deals, finding one, and then being like, and then oh, I'm waiting for a refinance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly the point. I wanted to get my money in place and then, Hopefully, like I say, I think it should be the next two or three weeks. The money should be sort of in my account. And then obviously I can really step up where I can start yeah. putting in bids for places safe in the knowledge that I've got the money ready to, you know, to, to pay for them. Yeah. So so would you ever think, because I know you said you're up north, so houses there tend to be cheaper than like Midland. Yeah. Um, the... So would you ever go auction? Just wondering. Or would you just... Um... I'm a bit mixed on auctions. I've heard mixed things about it. And my experience is people find, tend to find them better for the seller because it's once it's an auction, it's kind, you're kind of locked in and you have to buy it. Whereas yeah. if you can't raise the mortgage or the money for some reason, then it can be quite quite risky for to buy at auctions. Yeah. And I think sometimes you often get people where they're, you get into a bid in war in auctions and sometimes the price is maybe a yeah. bit higher than you would like you would have wanted to pay. <laughs> So I yeah, tend to do a lot of my research sort of marketing offline to try and like attract uh, like houses offline to try and um, find people selling the houses and help help with their problems if they've maybe got cash flow problems or they might want to move abroad or move somewhere and need to move quickly. Then I can I feel that's where a strong point where I could help people and step in and you know, offer with some certainty there that I would be buying the house as opposed to yeah. maybe someone who's just looking and then they've got to go through the whole mortgage application process. So I find, I do find you can help people in, while you're looking for properties because sometimes people maybe have a house that needs a bit of repair and they maybe wouldn't get the best price for it like an in estate agent or something yeah. like that. So no, it makes, oh, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. So would you ever also do assisted sales then? Uh, yes, yeah, I would. I, I would definitely consider an assisted sale where you're kind of helping the vendor, and maybe they help them move out sooner, and then you could take the house and do it up, and then sell it and split the profit. That's something I would probably consider if there was. Yeah, hundred percent, because that's all I'm on the lookout mainly for. <laughs> yeah, moment, to be honest, because it, it looks it's a. I think if you haven't got the cash to for purchasing but you've got the cash for the refurb i think it's another yes. great strategy for people as well like for people at home who might have like we said the property and they might not have them out in the bank yes if they can't pull out as much as they thought they could from a remortgage maybe they could go down that route as well yeah i think in the assisted sale you've got the best of both worlds because then you don't need you don't need the money to actually buy the house so you're saving on the sort of 20 
percent deposit you would need for like when you're buying a property for like a commercial purposes you usually need 25 percent deposit down whereas you don't need that with an assisted sale and then you haven't got your solicitors and your mortgage brokers fees so much you kind of can as long as you can get the, the right paperwork and the correct agreement with the tenant and let the tenant can move out and maybe you know move into the rented accommodation or the new house or wherever they're moving it then leaves you time to sort of refurbish the property where you're not paying any sort of mortgage or anything like that and you can kind of it sort of leaves you in a good position where you're just basically paying for the refurb and not much else and then you then once the property sells you sort of split the money with the the previous owner yeah no, hundred percent. Because it's a complete win-win. It's like those TV shows where you, they go on to the into house, fix it up, and then leave. Yeah, like, it is, essentially. <laughs> and both part, yeah. parties win, really, which is the greatest. It is, side yeah. To it. it can be often, like you say, because sometimes you have people who own a house, but they maybe don't have the money to refurbish. Where if you can step in and help them with the refurbishment, and then they obviously get a better price for it. When it comes to sell, and you you get your sort of money where you're not putting the money down, so it's it's quite a cheaper way to get into property. I would say if you can find any assisted sales. Yeah, hundred percent. So, guys, if you feel like you don't have any money sat in the bank to get into property, just and but you've got a house that you own, just look around you. That house most likely has gained in capital appreciation, to be honest, and you could use some of that money to start wherever you are to be honest you don't have to have the hundreds of thousands already sitting there there are other creative ways you can get involved and just don't hold yourself back yes definitely that's the same with me i i find the whole process and i think it, for years i quite sat and i thought oh, i don't quite have the money to do it but then when you look at it, you start looking at it a different way and it would help you as opposed to just paying the mortgage every month you kind of feel like these other options open up to you that you maybe just didn't have before, didn't think about it. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, when you get your first BRR, we definitely got to have you back on to see what yeah, the transformation. Be, I always I'll like seeing the videos the <laughs> of like <laughs> yeah, before definitely. and after. They always look so good because it just shows you like how oh, creative different developers are as well. I feel because everyone has yeah. their own personal touch. They do, don't they? They all have the stuff. I'll have to work on that finger click thing where they do it on like Instagram where they show like the house terrible and then they click the finger, don't they? And it's like all the map you do. I'm not sure about quite that clever, but I'll have to work out maybe how they do that on Instagram and then send you a link to the show. <laughs> to be honest, those videos take a lot of patience because they literally have to do yeah, it. Like, do. <laughs> How's, how long is the refurb? Like 10 to 12 weeks. So they'll yeah, do it yeah. the and then just wait that long period of time yeah. to just do it. <laughs> I think the worst bit would be if you didn't take any before pictures and then you'd be like, oh, I've only got the refurb. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. But nowadays we have to do that though, to grow the brand yes, on social media. You, you do to. definitely. You have to be showing how you work through the whole process and explain what you're doing and just like you say, just to show people that you genuinely put the effort in and yeah. to make the house as nice as you could. Nah, definitely. And guys, if you want to follow Stephen, I'll leave all of his details down below. Uh, is there any other ways we, they can contact you at all? Uh, yeah, it's Stephen at 
obtainpropertyinvestment.com. That's my email. So if you want to message me through there, then I'm happy to chat with other people who are interested in investing. Nah, definitely. And yeah, guys, uh, thanks again for listening. And that's been the end of the first episode. Don't worry, I will get better at this over time. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I still did a great job. I was I enjoyed the interview. It's all been good. So it's good to learn the experience for both of us. And I'm happy to no. come on once I've got my property and sort of done the refurb and share a bit more with Journey with you. Now, definitely, it'll be really nice to see it as well, just to see the process, especially for a newbie like myself. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm going to have to learn out how you do the clever 